Hey there, welcome to the Bus Life Podcast presented by GoSapir.com. I'm your host Ash Kiefer and I want to thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy today's episode. Today we'll be covering Golden Handcuffs, a blog originally written by Patrick Parents. I invite you to join us as we explore some of the financial challenges transit operators experience that could be a result of top pay, overtime, and financial entrapment. Let's get started. golden handcuffs are a collection of financial incentives that are intended to encourage employees to remain with a company for a stipulated period of time. Golden handcuffs are offered by employers to existing key employees as a means of holding onto them as well as to increase employee retention rates. Once upon a time ago, we were a different kind of recruitment firm, we talked to literally thousands of drivers who all wanted to leave their agency or switch positions. But the majority of them had one common problem. They couldn't afford to leave. I can't tell you how many times we've worked with drivers on trying to find them different opportunities but simply could not meet the requirements. Not because we were bad or inefficient, but because the salaries we had to meet weren't the rule, they were the exception. It is my belief that the average driver has about 10 to 15 years of transit operations before their morale and temperament start to deteriorate. This isn't the fault of the agency or the operator, rather circumstance. 15 years of doing any high-stress job is more than enough for anybody to lose a step or two psychologically. In that period you grow stale, frustrated, and quite frankly bored. In my experience, I have discovered that as an operator, you tend to hit that ceiling around your 7-8 to year mark. There are only so many routes, so many shifts, so many runs, so many picks, and so many challenges before your brain masters most of them, and goes on full autopilot. This plays a big part in rude bus drivers who tend to be mean to customers. While some of it is poor performance, another part of it is stress. Imagine being somewhere you don't like, but knowing you cannot leave. When I began my career as a transit operator, starting pay was $13 an hour while top pay was about $25 per hour, the difference being five years of operational time. I left bus operations in my 10th year, leaving behind an hourly rate of $33 per hour and a final W-2 that had me netting nearly $103,000 that year. Regularly clocking $100,000 a year by the age of 30 placed me in the 15th percentile of earners in this country which should be awesome, right? Absolutely not. All it did was eliminate potential opportunities and set an unreasonable bar for what I needed to make to sustain my current quality of life. Look no further than my brief tenure in MTA service development department. I loved it there but just couldn't afford to stay. But how, and more importantly, why does this happen? Like a lot of bus operators, I didn't come into this opportunity with a bunch of college degrees that would have allowed me to leave when I wanted. This, this was all I had. My wage as a driver was determined by third-party contractors, CBAs, and unions. Literally, everyone had a say in my salary, except me. In 2022, the average rate for a transit driver is between $39,000 and $52,000 annually. I myself, personally had never made anything under 55,000 bucks per year at MTA and this dates back to 2010. A hard truth that I had to learn was that what I and others like me had earned was not the norm. And as a result of that, a lot of bus operators end up financially paralyzed. Golden handcuff. I was fortunate enough to have not purchased a home during my tenure at MTA, so I didn't have a lot of expenses that I wasn't willing to part ways with. 
Truthfully, when I left my job to join Sapir, I was 100% okay with a car being repossessed, paying a few bills late, and having my credit take an absolute dive if it meant I could get my golden handcuffs off. For me, I knew that would be the only way I could build economic stability. However, just because I was able to do that doesn't mean that is possible for others. In fact, it is not a particularly practical path for many, and if I had to be 100% honest, it hasn't all been great. Here is the true issue in all of this, using myself as the example. I, like most drivers at least in a metro area, come from a certain type of background and upbringing. While I won't get into too much detail about it, the background wasn't super great. As a result of that, like a lot of other operators, driving transit was the first time I actually had money. Driving the bus opened many doors for me and exposed me to things I'd never thought I see or have. I was able to put my kids in private school, travel the world, and buy new cars about every two years. I had a lot of things and I had a lot of access. However, what I did not have was an understanding of financial literacy and how money works. No one told me how liabilities and assets actually operated in the real world once you start making decent money. I was taught to just work my tail off so I could make as much money as possible, and if I needed more money, I just needed to work more overtime. It sounds good on the outside until time goes on, and your body feels just how unsustainable this way of working is. The unfortunate reality is that when people like me lack financial literacy, they spend more money as they make it, never breaking away from the middle-class trap. When my salary was 15 bucks an hour, my life reflected that I had a used car that worked fine, a two-bedroom apartment that I loved, and I was pretty happy. I had everything I needed to live comfortably. Then when my pay jumped to $20 an hour, I naively left my apartment, got a condo downtown, and financed a brand new fully loaded car. All of these were crucial mistakes. In hindsight, I didn't have to leave my apartment and my car worked fine. I didn't need to upgrade to anything. There was no logical reason for me to buy anything else outside of me just feeling like I could afford it. As a result of this mindset, the amount of money I had left over to invest and save never really changed. As my salary grew, so did my expenses. I would repeat the same pattern when my wage jumped $25 and $28 per hour. I didn't know better so I didn't do better. When I hit $29 per hour, I read one of the best quotes I had ever seen in my life. It simply said, just because you can buy it, doesn't mean you can afford it. It would change my thinking moving forward about money and earning potential. Imagine what I could have done financially if I maintained my $30,000 a year lifestyle while making $50,000. Unfortunately, I learned a lot of these money lessons really late, and it's taken me the better part of four years to get things manageable. It took a lot of losses and I've downsized incredibly. Though it sucked, it allows me more freedom for when I choose to drive a bus again. I would now only need to make around four to five K per year compared to the $90,000 year I thought I needed to survive. In closing, as an operator, regardless of what you make, try your best to keep your expenses at the market rate. This will grant you more flexibility and give you more options down the line if you choose to ever leave a bus. While 30 bucks per hour is great, it can be crippling if not managed correctly. My name is Ash with Gosapir and I want to thank you for checking out this content. If you think this could be valuable to another operator, please share it. We really appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date on company events or new media, consider subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.